from Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome to the Audio Imaginarium. Come on in, weary traveler, hang your cloak on a peg, grab a stool, and come warm yourself by the fire. There are stories to be told, and you are among friends. Had a great time hosting Coast to Coast uh, AM last night. Not sure if you caught the show. Canadian comic Alan Park, who is a member or former member of the comedy sketch troupe, the Royal Canadian Air Force, which of course played forever on uh, CBC television, uh, was with me for the first two hours. He's been on this show as well. And uh, he created quite a firestorm. We have uh, had tremendous, tremendous feedback from that show. And if you don't know, Alan was talking about his victory over cancer. Alan Park was diagnosed with stage 4 prostate cancer and was basically sent home to get his affairs in order, and he beat it. He maintains, we have to be careful about this, of course, he maintains he beat it using cannabis oil, Rick Simpson's recipe for cannabis oil, and uh, took it as a suppository, and uh, then got stage 4 cancer again and beat it again with cannabis oil, and that was back in 2013, 2014. He's still with us. Terrific show. So we are going to stick with the cancer subject matter again. Just moments away from speaking with playwright Luke Yankee. And his latest play is The Man Who Killed the Cure. Luke's an interesting fellow. You may uh, be familiar with also the work of his late mother, Academy Award winning actress Eileen Eckert, who also won a uh, Golden Globe, I believe, and a Tony and an Emmy. She was a recurring character on The Mary Tyler Moore Show. She was on uh, Lou Grant, which was kind of a spin-off of uh, The Mary Tyler Moore Show. And she played the mother of a, a murdered child in a very disturbing film called The Bad Seed. I've talked about that movie on this program a number of times because it's always stayed with me. It is, you know, back when movies were really frightening on a psychological plane. You know, it wasn't all about the slash and the gore. These were well-crafted horror pictures in The Bad Seed, if you haven't seen it, Please check it out. Anyway, Luke Yankee uh, will be here. The play is about Dr. Max Gershon, a Jewish-German-born American physician who many maintain found the cure for cancer back in the 30s or 40s through diet, low-sodium, low-fat, high-carbohydrate diet infused with vitamins and supplements and so forth. And many maintained that he was killed, poisoned with arsenic. Was it Big Pharma? Well, we'll discuss when Luke Yankee joins us in mere moments. Incidentally, last night on Coast, I also enjoyed speaking with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis about his new book, The Deeper State, in which he takes on the globalists. This is a favorite subject of mine, if you uh, haven't sort of caught on over the last several years because we've talked about this on the show, the globalists versus the, the nation-state. And just for the record, in case I haven't stated it clearly enough these last ten years or so, I am a nationalist. I am not a globalist. I believe in the nation-state. I believe in sovereignty. I believe in the rule of law. I believe in borders. I know that's kind of passe these days, but that's the way it is. I'm not a fan of international organizations like the United Nations. I am not a citizen of the world. I am a patriot. Anyway... Don't get me started. <laughs> Second half of the show, uh, Leslie Mitchell-Clark will be here. She's a certified clinical hypnotherapist who specializes in working with alleged alien abductees. This should be interesting. Dr. David Jacobs 
I guess, would be uh, sort of her counterpart in the United States, in Philadelphia. He's done incredible research in this field as well. So I can't wait to speak with Leslie Mitchell-Clark about her work. Before we get rolling, as always, let me introduce the boys in the band. On the Gibson Flying V guitar, my technical producer, Ian Robertson. Ian, I don't want to put you on the spot. I hope I'm not telling tales out of school, but your band... You're about to cut a record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that, can I say that? Yeah, Is that sure. okay? Yeah, Grease right. Marks. The Grease Marks, you're going to L.A.? Yeah, we joined Wild Records. We're going to record a full-length. Hopefully have it out by 2018. A full-length album? Yeah, we're going to record it in two days. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Congratulations. That's yeah. huge. So unfortunately, I have to leave snowy Toronto and go to L.A. Oh, poor fella. Yeah. And you're not going to forget us when you're, uh, when you're you know, of course not. when you got the, the, the uh, palatial estate in Malibu. <laughs> yeah. Right? And yeah. The groupies and the... Okay, just behave yourself. Of course. I know you will. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well done, sir. And on the Rickenbacker bass guitar, occasionally the theremin, my story producer, the mysterious Albert Venzel. And finally, on the Hammond B3, my feature producer, Ryan White. Gentlemen, welcome uh, and thank you for everything you do. A programming note next week on the uh, the big transmission, John Rappaport from No More Fake News. I don't know what we're going to talk with John about. There's so much to discuss. I know he's written extensively about the Las Vegas shooting rampage. Still so many unanswered questions. He's also, uh, he spoke recently with my colleague, good friend George Norrie, uh, on Coast recently about the opioid epidemic. So it doesn't matter. I just, you know what? We turn on the mic. We let John Rappaport go, and it's, he's always full value. So he's here next week for the hour. And, of course, dear friend, paranormal investigator Rosemary Ellen Guiley in the uh, the second half. That's coming up next week. Dr. Max Gershon, I mentioned, a Jewish-German-born American physician. He developed this Gerson therapy, which was a dietary-based alternative cancer treatment, uh, and he claimed he could cure cancer and most chronic degenerative diseases, in actual fact, and he described his approach in a book called A Cancer Therapy, Results of 50 Cases. And he presented this during a congressional subcommittee hearing uh, where he was able to uh, demonstrate a remarkable case history of cancer patients that had complete tumor regression, a cure, in essence, using his therapy after traditional Western treatments had failed. You mean chemotherapy is not effective? What is the success rate of chemotherapy? <laughs> is it like something like 2%? I don't know. I'm sure we'll get the goods in a moment from Luke. But many of the patients had been sent home to die, like Alan Park, who I spoke with last night after their doctors told them that nothing could be done. Many, if not most, of Gerson's patients were what we call hopeless cases. Again, after failed conventional Western treatment, and and they came to him as a last-ditch effort to hold on to their lives. Well, wouldn't you know, of course, after testifying before the subcommittee, sort of going public, things would kind of go south for uh, Dr. Gerson over the next 13 years. He lost his membership privileges in the New York State Medical Society. He was prohibited from publishing his work in peer-reviewed medical journals. And ultimately, many, many suspect he was murdered by a likely medical and pharmaceutical industry more interested in preserving vast pharmaceutical profits than curing a dying and suffering humanity. He was, uh, supposedly, I'm not sure if this has been 100% verified, but he was supposedly tested positive for arsenic poisoning uh, right before his death in 1959. All right. Luke Yankee is an author, a playwright, an actor, director, teacher, producer. He's directed on and off-Broadway at regional theaters throughout the United States and abroad. 
He has assistant directed six Broadway shows, served as artistic director of two regional theaters. He's toured internationally with his multimedia one-man show, Diva Dish, about growing up as the son of Oscar, Emmy, and Tony-winning uh, actress Eileen Eckert. Uh, and, of course, this was the inspiration for his first book, Just Outside the Spotlight. Critics have called it one of the most compassionate, illuminating showbiz books ever written. And, of course, again, his new play, The Man Who Killed the Cure, also available as a book. Luke Yankee, welcome to The Conspiracy Show. How are you? I'm wonderful, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on. We're here to talk about you and your work, but I, I, I have to just mention the performance that your mother um, made in, in The Bad Seed. I've talked about that film on the, I don't know why it sticks with, well, I know why it sticks with me. It's a disturbing movie. It's so well crafted and your mother was spectacular. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was amazing that she only had eight minutes in both the play and the film. And she won the Golden Globe and uh, got a Tony nomination and an Oscar nomination. Wow. So that was a pretty powerful eight minutes. And many of us of a certain age, of, of course, will remember her as a recurring character in the Mary Tyler Moore show and, of, of course, Lou Grant. Yes, indeed. Yes, she was one of those character actresses who really never stopped working for more than 50 years. So this play, I, I want to get into and delve into sort of the motivation, but I, I'm guessing uh, certainly on one level very personal because your mother died of lung cancer. Yes, Yes, she did die of lung cancer, and um, actually, she was a terrible smoker. I mean, it was amazing that uh, that it didn't take her earlier than it did, but um, uh, when she was 81, she was diagnosed with terminal lung cancer, and actually, Richard, uh, she was over-radiated to the point where her esophagus was so badly burned that she couldn't even swallow water. So while, yes, the cancer would have gotten her in time, she really died of malnutrition mm. because she was so over-medicated and, and they just gave her such massive doses of radiation. Very few people I know actually die of cancer. It's yes. you know, They die from complications. They die from pneumonia. They die... A they lot of them die. die from chemotherapy yes. because chemotherapy is so incredibly toxic to the system. You're very well established in the industry. This, Thank you. I'm guessing this must have been a bit of a risk for you. Did you worry about putting on a play about Dr. Max Gershon and all of the claims that he was killed off by Big Pharma? And That's not a group you want to take on. If <laughs> you know, Did you have any reservations about that, Luke? Um, I didn't have any reservations when I started um, because I just feel it's so important to get this information out there and which, of course, we'll talk about in more detail in terms of what exactly that, that involves. But I, I just, I really feel that, that people need to know that there are other alternatives out there that are readily available besides radiation and chemotherapy. They're, they are not the, the be-all and the end-all. But when you put yourself out there, and I mentioned that uh, Alan Park, comedian, was on with me on Coast to Coast last night yes. uh, talking about cannabis oil, the cancer industry, the mainstream media, they will get in line in an awful hurry to start taking shots at you. Did that, was there any blowback after this there, play launched? Touch wood, there has not been yet. Uh, but I must say, um, I am having some difficulty getting it produced. What happened was my, a, a very prominent publisher of plays that shall remain nameless basically said, this is very interesting material, but it is too controversial for mm. us to publish it. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go ahead and self-publish it, 
and I'm using kind of a, a grassroots movement, if you will, to get the word out there about the play and uh, to get it produced and to get other productions of it, which is why I went ahead and self-published and um, I'm kind of talking to theater companies on my own because I just feel this is, this is too important to let it go. Do you think this is your legacy, this play, of all um, the things that you've done? Is this something that you, you sort of see in that light? You know, I guess I hadn't really thought of it that way, Richard. It, it, it certainly would be a part of it. I would love it to be a part of it. We'll yes. get into who Dr. Max Gershon was when we come yes. back. I've sort of given the, the thumbnail sketch, but um, I want to find out how you became familiar with Dr. Gershon. And then we'll give people sort of the chronology and, and uh, much of what, uh, of course, is covered in the play, The Man Who Killed the Cure. Luke Yankee, playwright, author, producer, director, my guest for the next 45 minutes. I hope you'll join us for the duration. Stay with us. The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. We're talking about Dr. Max Gershon, who many, many, many people may be familiar with, hopefully, and legions believe found an alternative cure for cancer. Had a quite a, a remarkable recovery rate with sort of lost causes, people that were sent home to die after all Western, sort of conventional uh, Western medicine uh, techniques had failed them. And uh, Luke Yankee, playwright, is here to talk about his play, The Man Who Killed the Cure, which is about exactly that, Doctor, or about that person, Max, uh, Dr. Max Gershon. Now, uh, Luke, he started out with um, sort of experimenting on himself because he was a, a lifelong sufferer of migraine headaches. Uh, how did it go from migraines to cancer? Uh, well, Richard, back in, I believe it would have been the 30s when he first started experimenting with, um, uh, with migraine headaches because he had suffered for them for a long time, as you said. And he just kept changing different things in his diet. And I believe he found a diet of largely of apples that helped to cure his migraines. And so he just kept experimenting, and um, he had a patient, he was a young doctor, and he had a patient who was having similar issues with migraines, who also had rather severe skin tuberculosis. And so he gave this man the diet of primarily apples to clear up his, um, his migraines, and his skin tuberculosis went away, in addition to the migraines. Hmm. So from there, he kept exploring and trying different protocols. What he finally wound up with that cured uh, many different diseases was a combination, a very specific combination of juicing organic fruits and vegetables, uh, as many as, say, 12 or 13 juices every day, practically one an hour, and uh, three or four organic coffee enemas to cleanse out the system. And very important to use organic coffee. Uh, because it's more pure. So, uh, and he had incredible results with cancer, with tuberculosis, with so many different illnesses. In fact, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, he cured uh, Albert Schweitzer's wife uh, of, um, uh, I believe it was uh, tuberculosis. Lung tuberculosis, yeah. Yes, it was lung tuberculosis. And um, after all other treatments had failed her. Exactly, exactly. And Dr. Schweitzer, who was <laughs> a very prominent man at the time, shall we say, uh, you know, world-renowned, claimed that Max Gerson was one of the greatest medical geniuses uh, of the 20th century. Mm. Uh, and then he 
applied this dietary therapy to heart disease, kidney failure, and then yes. finally, I guess, cancer. Yes, indeed, indeed. And he was uh, writing a book of his case histories and was very excited because he had, at this point he had cured more than 50 people. So he was writing a book of the uh, sort of major cures, and that is definitely the word that he used for many terminal illnesses. And some people balk at the word cures, but that is what he called them, and that's what the Gerson family, with whom I'm in touch, um, had, you know, absolutely said that they were. And so he was writing a book, and he went on a very prominent radio show at the time, uh, Long John Nebel, who was a, a late-night talk show host, um, probably not unlike yourself, and uh, talked about this book, and the phones just went crazy with people wanting to know where they could get pre-orders, etc. And the next day, uh, Long John Nebel, who was one of the most popular radio personalities in the United States at the time, was fired with no explanation. Interesting. Instantly fired. And um, shortly thereafter, a woman showed up to act as Max Gerson's secretary. And she was actually sabotaging the book. And um, so, of course, there was no photocopying or anything like that back in the late 40s, early 50s. So he, once he found out what she was doing, of course, he fired her and had to start writing the book from scratch. And just as he finished the book the second time, he mysteriously died of arsenic poisoning. Has that been that? Uh, because I, I think on the official cause supposedly was lung cancer, but because yes. he had holes in his lungs, but that's kind of a telltale sign of arsenic poisoning as well. Absolutely, it is. And um, the thing is, Max Gerson was in great health, and he was in his early seventies at the time. But he was a very robust man and was still curing all these people. But within, he suspected he knew something was wrong, and. Shortly before he died, he went into the hospital for um, a, a thorough diagnosis, and they found arsenic in his system. So he knew what was going on. And how did you how did you learn about Gershon? Was it during your mother's illness? No, it really was uh, considerably after my mother's illness. And you know, I mentioned about that before, but that was kind of a, a byproduct. I mean, it, it really wasn't because I got on some campaign after my mother died. Although I certainly, <laughs> it certainly wouldn't have surprised me if I had. But basically, several years ago, kind of on a whim, I decided to go vegetarian, and started looking at some terrific documentaries and that sort of thing and of course I immediately started feeling better and had more health and and uh, you know just a, a more energy and such and so um, one of the, there's a very popular documentary called Food Matters and one of the people in Food Matters which is this very intense German lady who was saying how can you grow a proper tomato if there are no nutrients in the soil <laughs> and something about this woman just struck me and so I went back and I found out who it was, and it was Charlotte Gerson, who is the daughter mm. of Max Gerson. And after Max uh, was killed, or as many people believe that he was killed, um, Charlotte, she never became a doctor herself, but she had worked closely with her father and had helped him out in the office and such. So Charlotte became a consultant to all of these clinics, um, well, of course, they wouldn't let her in the States, but primarily working with several different clinics in Tijuana and, uh, and one in Budapest. 
and Charlotte Gerson, at age 94, is still sharp as a tack and has been responsible for helping to cure over 10,000 people of terminal illnesses at this point. So even though her father uh, was not able to continue his work, uh, his legacy certainly lives on. And to, to this date, uh, you cannot market the Gerson diet as a cure in the United States, so she's this, it's all being practiced in places like Tijuana. Is that the idea? That's correct. Yes, yes. I mean, there is a, a Gerson Institute in um, San Diego, but uh, in terms of people actually prescribing the diet and such, and there are private practitioners and that sort of thing that that one can go to for alternative healing and such. But um, no, it, it's. I mean, it's it's illegal to cure cancer in the United States with anything other than radiation and chemotherapy, mm. which is just mind blowing to me. It is, and in a hundred years, you know, we'll look back and uh, at the barbarism. I totally agree. Uh, in terms of you know the you know, radical surgery and cancer treatment hasn't changed in almost a hundred years. It's true. It's true, and I have a feeling, Richard, that we'll look back on it kind of like bloodletting and leeches. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. So Gershon believed that the idea that the diet must be tied closely with the soil, and you mentioned his daughter talking about the lack of nutrients, and it's so true now. Uh, you know, our soil has been totally depleted of nutrients, and I heard a gentleman speak about this, and I can't remember his name, and it was probably on Coast to Coast, uh, talking about he was actually able to identify the moment uh, our soil became started to become depleted, uh, and that was when uh, Con Edison, you know, when we flipped on the lights for the first time, and we stopped putting wood ash in the flower garden or in the vegetable garden. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. With all the synthetic fertilizers and such, it's. Uh, I, I mean, how can you grow anything of any any substance or of any quality? It's true. It's uh, we are we are. We are literally, we're, I mean, we're well fed. We have an obesity problem in this, in this, on this, on this continent, but we are Absolutely. starving to death. We are yes. literally starving to death. Yes, exactly. And, and Charlotte Gerson has just talked about this and, and promoted this so much. And, um, uh, in terms of <laughs> the, the lack of food value, I mean, children who are living on things like chicken, you know, chicken nuggets and, and things like that that have absolutely no food value. And, um, so, uh, you know, as I discovered this work, I created this, and, and of course, as you said, there are a number of um, theories of what exactly happened to, uh, uh, to Max Gerson and how he was murdered and such, how he was poisoned. But, um, so what I did was I created a play kind of in the vein of Amadeus, where the principal character is a compilation of several historical figures who um, did not, shall we say, did not support Max Gerson. And basically, this character, a character I've created by the name of Rudolf Heller, who uh, is in cahoots with uh, the big pharmaceutical companies, basically to destroy him and to help bring him down, because he's uh, he's doing all these outlandish cures, and at the time, of course, in the 40s and 50s, there weren't as many regulations as there were today, 
But um, And then at the end of the play, I have an epilogue by Charlotte Gerson, who's a character as a young girl in the play, but it's the 25th anniversary of the Gerson Institute uh, at the end of the play in the year 2000. And Charlotte is saying things like, uh, and these are actual quotes from her, more people have been killed by the negative effects of chemotherapy and radiation than were killed by Hitler and Stalin combined. Wow. I mean, those are some pretty, pretty staggering facts, and these are things that Charlotte has uh, has said for years. And I'm thrilled with the fact that Charlotte's uh, son, Howard Strauss, who has written the definitive biography on Max Gerson, has been very supportive of this project. He and I have done some interview shows together, and uh, he's an amazing worldwide advocate for the Gerson method, and is also carrying on the legacy, uh, as am I, to just help you know get this out there to as many people as possible. And, and, you know, Richard, it's not my intention to say, you know, you're wrong if you decide to do chemotherapy or radiation. I mean, everyone has to make their own choices when it comes to their health, absolutely. But I just think it's really important that people know there are other alternatives out there. And most people don't because the medical establishment uh, tries to keep this information under wraps to a great degree. Uh, and with Gerson, the, the, the people that he was... Healing were, were were essentially told to go home and get your affairs in order. I mean, they had no other. There was no other recourse for them. Yes. Uh, the same with uh, Alan Park, a uh, gentleman I interviewed last night. He was told he's stage four prostate cancer. It's it was basically go home and and prepare to die. Absolutely. Uh, and and you had spoken earlier about the uh, the hearings that Max Gerson was a part of yes. in 1946. They were actually called the Pepper Neely hearings, which were named for two senators who were in support of this bill. And it was an attempt to get, I believe, a hundred million dollars uh, for alternative for funding for alternative methods of cancer, not just the Gerson method, I mean, because there have been other good ones over the years as well, certainly, and, and there still are. I mean, yes, I'm the first to, to admit there are also some snake oil salesmen out there, but Max Gerson certainly was not one of them. And so after three days of testimony, and Max had some of his top patients you know, coming and saying how they were totally cured by this diet, and the senators just, Mike, this is incredible, we have to pass this bill, uh, it was tied up in bureaucratic red tape uh, by some medical lobbyists, and if the the three days of testimony ultimately were completely expunged and stricken from the record. My word! <laughs> you can't even find them. It, it, Is it's that very right? difficult to find them. I was able to track them down with the help of Howard Strauss and and uh, some of the Gerson family members, but uh, no, they they just so did not want that information out there. The medical lobby was just too strong, even in 1946. And what about Gerson's book? Is is that out of print or no? Was... It is. Um, and and Howard Strauss, the the uh, grandson of Max Gerson, as I mentioned, has really helped get it out there. Uh, a cancer therapy is now available in a number of languages uh, all over the world. And also Charlotte Gerson has several amazing books as well about the Gerson therapy and um, uh, the protocols and such. And, you know, I still uh, practice it myself. And even though I do not have cancer, just in terms of health and maintenance, uh, I do the juicing and I do the coffee enemas. And the clarity of focus that I have, uh, Richard, is just it makes a tremendous difference in, in the quality of my life and in my health. Luke Yankee, a playwright, is with us, and it's called The Man Who Killed the Cure. What's the, the status of, of, the, of the play? 
Well, um, uh, as I said, I'm, I've been <laughs> it's been a bit challenging due to the subject matter to uh, to get it produced. But um, I am in conversations with some theaters right now. It, it has been published. Uh, it's available on Amazon, um, just by the title, The Man Who Killed the Cure. Um, and uh, so I'm proud of the fact that it, it's getting favorable reviews and starting to get out there to a larger audience. And uh, I'm, as I said, I'm in conversations with several theaters right now and hope to have some information about some upcoming productions as of the first of the year. I also have a screenplay version that I've written of uh, as well that, uh, that I'm, I'm shopping around. Excellent. All right. Hold on, Luke. We'll, um, why don't we open up the phone lines? And um, just on the off chance, there are some people out there that maybe have tried the Gerson method uh, or that have... I mean, obviously, Luke is uh, not a doctor, nor does he play one on the radio, but uh, I think it might be interesting to hear some of those stories. Absolutely. All right. We'll uh, come back and discuss Dr. Max Gerson and the uh, Gerson Method. Stay with us. My name is Richard Serrett. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Just a reminder... Coming up just after the top of the hour, we'll talk hypnotherapy of alleged abductees. Leslie Mitchell-Clark uh, will be with us, Toronto-based certified clinical hypnotherapist, and she specializes, well, in a number of sort of different modalities, but it, it, that would include working with individuals who feel they have had experiences with extraterrestrials. Looking forward to that. Next week on the program again, Dr. Er, not Dr. Everyone's a doctor. <laughs> uh, he is... Uh, he should have a PhD if he doesn't already. Anyway, that's John Rappaport from No More Fake News. Uh, he'll be with us in the, uh, the first hour and, uh, Rosemary Ellen Guiley, our paranormal investigator, in the second half. Right now, a playwright, Luke Yankee, uh, is with us and it's, uh, the play is called The Man Who Killed the Cure. Let me hold this up for the, uh, the webcam for our YouTube viewers. And that's available in book form on Amazon. The Man Who Killed the Cure, all about Dr. Max Gerson. Uh, so this has been, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm seeing the, the photographs, the, uh, the, the uh, publicity photos in the book, and these, you, you've cast this, right? You have... Well, there was actually a production, uh, the, the world premiere production was at uh, University of California, Irvine, uh, this past February. Right. And so um, uh, got a tremendous response. Every performance was sold out. And um, so I'm you know, again, using that as fodder to uh, to get some other productions. Has has this? I mean, here you you find yourself uh, on the uh, the conspiracy show. Um, has in uh, researching this uh, this um, for this play, and you mentioned it may become a film, which would be fantastic. But has this sort of altered your your worldview in any way? I mean, how could it not? I guess it's kind of a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you know, one always hears, especially down here in the States, how everything is controlled by big business and, and big pharma, but then really seeing the extent to which it is, has, Richard, has been incredibly eye-opening. And Max Gerson isn't the only person who uh, came up with uh, a presumed cure for cancer who has been um, silenced or attempted to be silenced. There have been a number of others. Uh, there was a doctor in the 1950s named Harry Hoxie who had a number of clinics all over the states. 
Uh, there was another man who came up with this incredible laser device called, um, his name was Royal Rife. Yes. And um, they act, literally came in and destroyed his laser. Uh, they destroyed the equipment. And so, uh, it, yeah, it has been incredibly eye-opening. And, um, uh, you know, again, I'm not trying to say anyone is wrong for doing chemotherapy or radiation if that is their choice. I just want people to know that there are other alternatives out there. Does it, has it made you more cynical? Um, no, I'm happy to say because that's not really the way I'm built. But it has made me much more conscious of my diet, much more conscious of cleaning products, uh, which have many carcinogens in them, much more conscious of the fact that everything has sugar in it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I've gone, I wouldn't say exactly hardcore vegan, but I've been vegetarian for a number of years now and certainly leaning towards veganism because of everything I know about factory farming and about the way meat is processed here in the States. I couldn't possibly eat meat again. So the, the theory behind the Gerson approach is to alkalinize, I can never say that word properly, uh, al- You're doing great. Alkalinize the body, right? Is to remove because cancer supposedly uh, does very well in an acidic environment. Exactly. So yes. again, it's low sodium, low fat, high carbohydrate, um, and then yeah, it, it's actually. I mean, it's a very very strict diet, but um, uh, and again, you know, having to do the the. 12 or 13 freshly pressed juices every day. I mean, that in itself is a huge time commitment. And the uh, not to mention the uh, three or four coffee enemas, organic coffee enemas. But uh, again, I mean, when you look at the alternative, I mean, if this is going to save your life, so okay, it takes some time and some inconvenience. But if this is an all-natural method to save someone's life, as I firmly believe it is, and I know people who've had phenomenal results with this, and total remission. Um, so I, I, I think it's, it's absolutely worth all the trouble and, and all the bother, and there's many people out there who agree with me. So you have, you have acquaintances, colleagues, friends who have gone down to Tijuana for the treatment, or yeah. they just, they've just done it on their own? Well, uh, some of both, actually. I mean, it, it, it is something one can do on one's own. It, again, it's, uh, it's challenging. But I do know people who have gone to the clinic. And, you know, it was so interesting, Richard, when I did the very first reading of this play at UC Irvine before the initial production, uh, it was a rather small audience. And in that audience, there were two nurses. And I was obviously I was very curious to get their feedback. And one of them said, this is spot on. This is great. This information needs to get out there. And the other one was like, well, Luke, I don't think you should really show this play to anybody, and chemotherapy's not so bad, and, you know, the doctor really knows best. You shouldn't mess with, with what a doctor is telling you. And, and you know, again, I, I want to make it very clear. I, I think, you know, I, I'm not poo-pooing doctors, uh, and I think one definitely has to work with a healthcare professional when doing something like the Gerson, uh, the Gerson method. But... Um, Absolutely, it's important to uh, uh, you know to get out there and to just find out for yourself what you can do to take your own health into your hands. I don't know if it's changed uh, in terms of medical school, uh, but I mean, what is medical school? About seven years in total, and 
the number of hours that they actually have to spend on nutrition, it's, it's, frightening. it's ridiculous. It's about, what, 20 hours out of seven years? Um, Something like that? It's, until recently, it was even less than that. Hmm. And it is changing. But uh, that's the thing. I mean, they spend all this time learning about what this drug does and what that drug does in, in conjunction, and there's almost no talk about nutrition. I mean, I recently had a, a very close friend who was diagnosed with an ulcer, and he said to his doctor, so do I need to do anything to change my diet? He said, no, not really. For an ulcer? Oh, my word. <laughs> I mean, that was just crazy to me. And, and uh, you know, it's just that it's not that the doctor's... Uh, are necessarily trying to suppress this information. It's that they don't know any better because they haven't had the training in nutrition, which is just absolutely staggering to me. And I'm happy to say that is very slowly starting to turn around, where at least in many medical schools they now offer a bit more training in it. All right, Luke, hold on. We'll come back and uh, finish up with some more uh, questions and conversation about Dr. Max Gerson. The Man Who Killed the Cure is the name of the play again. Don't be afraid of the dark. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Luke Yankee is with us, playwright. It's called The Man Who Killed the Cure, all about Dr. Max Gerson. Was he murdered for uh, finding a cure, a natural cure for cancer? You know, a part of me just thinks that the, the idea that... Uh, you know, that they are, they, Big Pharma, or the cancer industry, as it's been called, is is suppressing a cure. To me, that's just, it's almost too cynical even to want to go there. Um, you know, the, who wouldn't, uh, you know, want to come up for a cure, with a cure well, for cancer? I see your point, Richard, and, and unfortunately, I, I wish I agreed with it. Yeah. But when you think about the fact that cancer is a multi-billion dollar industry, um, I spoke with a doctor uh, who's also has a background in in the economy, and he's rather a bit of an economist. And he told me that if they were to come out with a bona fide cure for cancer tomorrow, it would cause the downfall of the American economy. Really? That's how, when you really? think about all the nurses, all the doctors. I mean, no, it, it's it, it's staggering the amount of money that the cancer industry generates every year. Just uh, just from from chemotherapy treatments alone, and I guess uh, I mean how, how well that that's certainly part of it. Yes, absolutely. But um, there's a, a wonderful film out now, a, a rather new documentary called What the Health. And um, one of the things they talk about in there is uh, some of the industries that give all this money to things like um, the American Cancer Society in exchange for saying. Oh yes, our our food is a uh, you know is is heart healthy and is is you know helps uh, can decrease your risk of cancer when in a lot of cases that's not even the case. Hmm. You know, I was thinking uh, during the break um, of you know who who you might enlist. Not that I'm in any position, and you would know certainly far more than I would. But I was thinking someone like Suzanne Summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you, have you, do you know her? Have you approached her? Because um, she's, how many times has she beaten cancer? I have not approached her, and, and she's definitely somebody on my list because um, 
Uh, my mother, actually, she used to have a talk show, and my mother was on her talk show, and, oh. and she is someone that I've wanted to reach out to. The other thought that I have is, um, in terms of the play and possibly in terms of the film, is to contact some of these famous um, act Hollywood actors who are known to be vegans and who are known to be into natural healing, people like Keanu Reeves, uh, Alicia Silverstone. Uh, there happen to be wonderful roles for both of them, by the way. <laughs> but um, yes, yeah, so that's another that's another avenue that I'm I'm in the process of exploring. Excellent. Let's uh, go to the phones. Richard joins us from Mississauga this evening. Richard, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. Um, I'm curious if your guest is familiar at all with a Canadian um, nurse who had. Um, Invented, or should I say, promoted uh, a First Nations herbal treatment called Essiac, which was showing extreme um, numbers of remissions in cancer treatment. I hadn't heard of that. Essiac. Yes, Essiac tea. Exactly. Uh, her name was, uh, uh, I, I believe, it was Marie Case. C A I S E. And then A I S her name backwards. Yeah. Yes, and so Essiac, the name of the tea, is her name spelled backwards. And, um, yes, had tremendous success rates uh, with that. And, in fact, I've got some Essiac tea in my, uh, in my kitchen right now. Yes, it's, uh, the, the healing properties of Essiac tea are really wonderful, and, and it's another viable uh, product in terms of, um, uh, in, you know, in, in terms of helping to, uh, to cure cancer. Hmm. Well, she got put through the ringer a few times, too. They would send the, uh, the RCMP and the doctors in from Ottawa, And the doctors would say, hey, she's getting results. We can't uh, say that she's doing quackery here. Interesting. I wasn't familiar with that. Essiac tea, you say. All right. Thank you for that, Richard. Enjoy. Uh, I'm trying to also think of um, uh, the... um, Oh, speaking of Mary Tyler Moore, we mentioned earlier, because your mother had a recurring role, Valerie uh, Harper... um, has been uh, what talk about a cancer survivor she was diagnosed Absolutely. with with brain and i think brain and lung cancer and she's taking some sort of a tea as well and she was given like 3 months this is like 5 years ago and she's she's hanging on but there was also an incredible story with uh, Michael Landon uh, the wonderful actor who yes. did Little House on the Prairie and Bonanza and, you know, so many marvelous things. And he went on the, uh, the Gerson therapy and was turning around his cancer diagnosis. Ah, uh, he had pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. cancer. Yes, that's a death sentence. Absolutely. And he was actually turning it around using the Gerson method and oh. was going down to Tijuana and such. And uh, uh, his doctor said, wait a minute, these numbers are going in the opposite direction. What are you doing? And he explained it to him, and the doctor uh, you know, told him he had to stop immediately, that it was incredibly dangerous, and insisted that he go on radiation and chemotherapy and practically forced his hand. Is that true? It, oh, my saying Lord. That, uh, you know, he would be dead within a week if he didn't. And um, he died shortly thereafter. But pancreatic cancer, I mean, that, that's... As I say, that's a death sentence. There's not much to be done there. What did he have well, to lose? Well, <laughs> the Gerson method. Right. I mean, under, with conventional with. with conventional treatments. I mean, I mean. Yeah, they, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's like six months to a year, right? Yes. Uh, yes he was exactly. turning it around. That that is almost reminiscent of uh, uh, of the Steve McQueen story, although yeah. it wasn't the Gerson method. Um, he was uh, it was Laetril, I believe. He was, uh, but he was going down to Tijuana, I think, as well for Laetril treatments. Yes, that's right. 
That's right. So is this, have you sort of, uh, do you think, is this sort of carved out maybe a new niche for you? I mean, this, there is, this, this is such a rich, uh, not, I'm not, indica- you know, I'm not suggesting for a moment that this is something to be exploited, but it's such a rich vein to be mined in terms of not only you know, cancer cures. But, you know, something that I'm very interested in these days, and I, I've talked to a lot of inventors, alternative energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'd be great to see these things, you know, uh, on Broadway or off-Broadway or on the big screen. These these people are, the you know, the real difference makers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, I you know, I love talking to my friend Harry Hamlin, the wonderful actor who was on L.A. Law and, and you know, films so many wonderful films, Making Love and Clash of the Titans. And Harry's an actor I've worked with and, and a terrific friend. And Harry has been working with uh, the famous astronaut Buzz Aldrin mm-hmm. uh, and, and other people in terms of alternative forms of energy. And so I love hearing about things like this. And when people are, yes, to answer your question, Richard, I, I get incredibly passionate about it. And um, uh, because, yeah, I, I just think it, it has... Um, it, Researching this play has definitely changed my life, and it certainly changed my eating habits and my diet, and it, it's changed many aspects of my life. Well, how could it not? Uh, because these, these people, I mean, you know, you've delved into this, and I've, I've, uh, uh, I'm working on a television project about inventors, and these are the most noble people I've ever met. Uh, they just open source everything online. They don't. They're not into into, into it to make money. They, they all they they talk about you know their grandchildren and their great grandchildren, and they just want to make they want to make a difference. Uh, William is here in Toronto. William, welcome to the Conspiracy Show. How are you? Oh, Richard, you said uh, pancreatic pancreatic cancer can't be cured or something to that effect. Well, most of uh, Snyder uh, uh, has uh, uh, overcome pancreatic cancer. You should have her on. That's true. It, it, it's true. Another another example. Yes, Libby here. Uh, yeah. God bless her. Another example is Wilco Johnson, a musician. But I mean, more most often. Uh, when p- pancreatic cancer, most often it is. It's, yeah, but what, it's, what it can it can be done. Yes, indeed. Okay, I just thank wanted God to mention that. that because Libby Snymer uh, overcame. And thank God for that. Yes, yeah, thank you for thank pointing you. for reminding me of that, William. All right, appreciate well, it. Oh yes, know, one of the interesting things, Richard, about the Gerson method is that you know, when people would go to the clinic in in Tijuana or or Budapest or the other practitioners who are around. Uh, one of the first questions they would say was, well, have you had chemo or radiation? And if so, how much? Because if people have had too much specific, uh, particularly chemo, um, with some kinds of cancer, the Gerson method will still work, but with others, it will not because of the way chemo depletes the body. And at the root of it, uh, we're winding down here, just a few moments left, but at the root of this, the theory is, is it that, that cancer is caused by toxins, uh, environmental toxins, or what is they, at the root of it? They certainly contribute to it. Um, one of the things that Max Gerson said was that he believed that uh, processed foods, I mean, he basically he said he believed that big corporations caused cancer mm. because of all the processed foods, um, uh, you know, things like host, yeah, well, uh, I, I won't mention any names, but <laughs> I'm about to say a brand name, which probably wouldn't be wise, but... Um, uh, and, and, you know, also back in the day, one of the things that Max Gerson was censured for was coming out for saying that, uh, that smoking caused cancer. 
because back and people say, well, people would say, well, how can you possibly say that? And say, well, it's you know, I have substance and proof, but also um, the one of the chief sponsors of the journal of the AMA was Philip Morris mm. back in the 40s and 50s. So of course Imagine they that. weren't going to say anything against smoking because their biggest sponsor was Philip Morris. There you go, and that explains why Dr. Max Gerson is holding a, uh, a package of uh, cigarettes on Indeed. the cover of the book. Yes. Well, you know, thank you for sort of reclaiming uh, the uh, the legacy or you know the name of Dr. Max Gerson and, and bringing him back out into the the spotlight because you won't read about him in the history books. You won't read about. Uh, you know, Nikola Tesla or uh, Dr. Royal Raymond Rife either for that matter. But people like you are, are, um, are sort of raising awareness about these, uh, these medical uh, and uh, technological geniuses. And I thank you for that, Luke. And I thank you for your time. I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Richard. I did as well. Luke Yankee, the man who killed the cure. And again, please support and uh, pick up a copy at uh, Amazon, and uh, we look forward to seeing the play, maybe one day right here in Toronto at the uh, the Royal Alex or the Princes of Wales Theatre, or uh, maybe we'll even see it on the big screen at some point. All right, uh, I am really looking forward to uh, my conversation uh, coming up in uh, mere moments with a, a woman here in Toronto, a, a certified hypnotherapist uh, who works with alleged alien abductees. You'll want to stick around for that as well, I'm quite sure. My name is Richard Serrett. This is The Conspiracy Show, and uh, I strongly encourage you to stay with us.